0: Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. Well, welcome to another edition of Inside Today's Country. This is the year-end program. Uh, Hard to believe we are already doing this. Uh, We are at the end of another year which has been probably one of the most bizarre years ever and i thought i would take a little bit of a different spin this time instead of having an artist uh be with me on the uh year ender here i reached out to my buddy shiloh Bellas, who is also legally blind as much as i am uh he is also a music director picked up the ccma music director of the year so now we're both music directors of the year. Do we get to have a battle? Like, can we have an arm wrestle for this? Like, uh, I, th-
1: I think it just means that we both pretend to know a little bit, a bit about, about okay, uh, cool. a, a lot of stuff. But uh, I mean, sh- if, if you want to arm wrestle, we can. Sure. Okay. But, oh, wait, no, I'm blaming COVID. I'm backing
0: out. Oh, okay. You're backing out. All right. Uh, Shiloh works for uh, new country and real country across Canada. Uh, welcome, my friend. It's always a, a pleasure to chat to you uh, about music and, and life and all those mm-hmm. other things. I know I've had you on my other podcast but i thought this would be kind of a fun for uh, for both of us to uh, to connect on on a year that has been uh, how do you say like weird right i mean it yeah. started off strong you were i think you mentioned that the other day when we were setting this up on the phone the year started off really strong and then went to shit <laughs> yeah
1: yeah like right? it, it it was it was such a positive year we were coming off one of the best years for canadian country music ever yeah. i believe mm mm-hmm. mhm and there was so much potential and you had the the Dean Brody Dallas tour mm-hmm. that was was you know was was a huge arena tour for Canadian country music mm-hmm. you had so many things to look forward to you know you had uh, you had a Hamilton Canadian Country Music Awards you had all kinds of stuff you had a Gore Bamford tour you had a Paisley tour and we were talking about this yeah and then both of them got shut down during the tour almost the day of right they're well, they're probably set up
0: and yeah, it was like the the uh, the Bamford tour was actually in where I am in Brandon Manitoba. I had Dwayne Steele sitting in my studio, uh, here chatting, and we had him on the, on the podcast, and he literally went back to the arena, which is a couple of blocks away from where I am, and the tour that was the last show. It was done like just like oh, that. I mean that was Jess Moskluke, um, Eric Etheridge was on. Uh, yeah, was it Eric Etheridge was also on that. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Jojo Mason, too. So, I mean, you know, just like that, it was shut down. And that was that was the case right across Canada and the world this year for music. Yeah.
1: And, and I remember watching those tours get shut down and, and thinking about, you know, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great, you know, fe- couple week break. Not great. I didn't mean that. But, you know, a pause a couple weeks, we'll yep. get back at it. You know, I I know. Did you ever think it was going to last
0: this long? Well, I think because all of a sudden we started seeing things, as you say, shut down and we're like, okay, this is going to be a couple of weeks or whatever, or maybe a month. Mm -hmm. And then festivals were starting. Then you're starting to hear you're worried about the the festivals right across Mm -hmm. Canada and into the U.S. And then you're like, uh oh, this is now really becoming something serious because. Every festival was kind of just waiting to the last minute to pull mm-hmm. the, to pull the shoot because you think about the talent lineup they've got uh, for Canada. We obviously have Canadian talent, but we also have international talent. And then when they shut the borders, well, that was that was pretty much it. Once the border was shut between Canada and the U.S., uh, it was you know it was done. So this has been a very tough year for Canadian artists. Uh, and I mean, artists in the U.S. as well, but specifically what we talk about more here in, is the Canadian artists because mm-hmm. their revenue stream just dried up.
1: Well, you mentioned festivals, and I don't think it's any secret that uh, Canadian artists' money is made off festivals. Mm-hmm. And when when those aren't happening, I mean, that's just like, you know, you and I losing. And I don't have a percentage, but whatever that of your paycheck gone in a week or two. Yeah. and i just can't imagine what it was like every day waking up for these artists and looking at oh canceled 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 it was tough for fans mm-hmm. uh even harder for the artists and there there was a lot that really rallied around each other mm-hmm. and really bounced back and, and found really cool ideas i mean mm-hmm. i remember you know uh Brett Kissel was one of the first t- to do drive-in. It was it was him and um, was it him and Garth Brooks, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. uh, were the first couple that that really got into the the, the drive-in circuit. Right. And then you have the online stuff. And yeah, a lot of the online stuff was free. Mm-hmm. But within a matter of days, the Canadian uh, country music world turned it around and said, "Okay, well, we're going to do this for our fans." And I I think that that helped, Mm -hmm. but man, I, I, I felt so bad for a lot of the artists or all the artists because every day their jobs were canceled,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Here's what I noticed too, was, was rather interesting. The fact that when the online things started, it was kind of crappy. You know what I mean? Like everyone was just kind of trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, And as the year progressed it got better and better. The quality of people's online streams got better and better. Um, There was one I remember watching, uh, was Jamie Warren, uh, was doing something like every Saturday night. And each week it got, you know, just progressively better because whatever you invested in, the technology got better each time. So it became a kind of a platform for, for people to go to and fans to go to too. Well, the other thing that I, I really thought was kind of interesting, I was watching um, an Aaron Perchette one. Uh, he was doing one. And it was really cool the fact that the fans were super connected. I mean, they weren't able to connect with the artists in person uh, this year, but it shows you the loyalty of the fans because they were still having conversations and, and having chats, just like we're doing right now. I mean, you're in the East Coast of Canada, I'm in Central Canada, uh, and you know we're having a conversation, and that was the same way that the artists were. So at least the fans were still able to connect with, with the artists that way.
1: Yeah, and I think even more so, I think that fans were a lot more engaged. I mean, it's great to watch an artist on a stage, and, and nothing can replace that, but we had so much screen time with our favorite artists and they were reading our comments and they were able to answer questions during shows or they were mm-hmm. able to take requests that, you know. So access, mm-hmm. I think it was different access than a lot of art that, that we're that we're used to. But I think we, we all feel closer now to yeah. our, our, our artists because you were able to do that and and the ones that did get out to play and i i know i chatted with um tim from tim and the glory boys and they were doing you know 45 people shows because i think the limit was 50 including crew and band and stuff so right. they were able to go out and do stuff and the, he was saying it was some of the best touring ever because it was so cool and in, and intimate and close and everything was. So we did have that access to our artists, which we might not get again for a while. Mm-hmm. So yes, it was different. and yes, it was it was definitely painful to the pocketbook for our artists. but the the ones who embraced it, mm-hmm. the ones who really were engaged, I think, made a lot of fans and at least solidified some of their relationships. So going forward, people are going to feel closer to their artists. So do
0: you, do you think you know, this is going to be a thing that's going to continue? Like, are we going to, are we going to continue, even though uh, eventually we will be able to get back to where, uh, or will we, I mean, there's two questions there really, will we ever get back to the way things were going to a festival, going to a concert? Um, I think we're still, you know, a good year away from doing that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is this the new way of watching your favorite arts? is going to be continuing to be online in 2021? <laughs>
1: Yes, I think 2021 is going to be, and I know everyone's excited about the vaccine, and, and there's a lot of people saying, oh, you know, by May and June, we're going to be. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I you know, and I'm not trying to be negative, but I, I think it's going to be, it's going to take a while for me, and I, you know, I, I love, I love everybody. Hmm. It'll take a while for me to want to get into a room with 3,000 or 4,000 people or right. a festival grounds with 30,000 people. I just think it'll take a while. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think the online is going to continue. Um, I think when, when concerts are going to be allowed again, full force, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see an incredible increase in ticket sales. I think that when it's safe to do so, I think people are going to come back and make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think next year will be one of those, um, years where we're going to be watching a lot of online shows and maybe they're going to be paid online shows. I know I, I, I I got taken a RecLaw's uh, virtual show a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, I think those things might continue to happen and maybe there'll be some paid opportunities, but again, it comes back to taking advantage of this time with your artists, with your, you know, with those people and get close to them and develop a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, because you're, you're, you're never going to get this access again.
0: Mm-mm. No, I, I agree. Who impressed you in 2020 uh, that put music out this year? There was, oh, a, there, was, was a, there was, so a, much there good. was so much good stuff. Uh, I mean, we can go back on the, on the catalog of uh, artists that I had mm-hmm. on here. Um, some young Canadian artists that put out some great stuff. There's some Saskatchewan artists who have put out some, some great stuff. Um, you know, Ontario continues to be a hotbed, obviously, uh, and Alberta. But who really impressed you this year?
1: Well, I, I think you and I are going to agree on this one. Uh, number one, I think Tyler Joe Miller. Yep. Tyler Joe Miller, who uh, I just had on out of the podcast. gate,
0: out like just out of the gate, hits a top, and hits a top ten. Out of- yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's
1: had two number one songs. He's had two singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pillow Talking just went gold. And I got to tell you, I don't know if you've heard his new one, mm-hmm. but he has a new song dropping Christmas Day. OK. Um, I've heard it and it's better than his first two. Wow. By by by, I think, quite a bit. And I loved his first two. You
0: know, it's so, funny when I talked when I talked to him. Uh, it was early in this year and he was, uh, um, he's a carpenter by trade. Right. And he was, he was remodeling some guy's house when I was talking yeah, to he's him still, and he's, he's probably still, still working that. on that guy's house. But, <laughs> uh, but whatever, he, you know, he was there, he was in this, in this big empty house when I'm, when I'm talking to him and I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. And then to watch yeah. the, watch this guy's like just take off and probably one of the most humble and just down to earth and yeah. on uh, and oh. nicest guys ever. So the strangest
1: thing about his story is he has not played his hit songs live in front of audiences before. I asked really? him. I said, ever... And because you got to remember, he was just getting his start yeah, last year.
0: Never thought that. planning
1: Planning a lot of stuff in March, April, mm-hmm. you know and it got shut down. So I think he said he's played pillow talking in front of live fans or a decent group of fans maybe one time mm-hmm. and the song has gone gold. Yeah. So you know you have all these radio singles, you have all these streaming successes. Mm-hmm. You have an artist who is, is is developing right before our eyes and we have not he, he hasn't even had a chance to go out and wow people live. I had a chance to see him perform um, in studio Uh, back last November.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And you guys are all in for a real treat. But a lot of times we, and I I tell artists all the time, you have to go tour. You have to get your name out. You got to get your face out in front of people. He has managed to do what he's done. The two number ones, the gold song without getting in front of anybody.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, it's, it's remarkable. Um, You know, what else is remarkable about 2020 um, is the female Canadian country talent that is doing things in the States. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone in the U S is going to think that we all name our Canadian kids Tennille because uh, we have two Tennilles down there. But Tenille,
0: track- I mean, you know, I, I only, agree with you. I
1: only know two. There's there's two tanils that I know. Yep. I think maybe maybe three yep. that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and two of them are Canadian country music artists who are doing well in the States. But I've had that question before from some of my U.S. guys. You know, is, is tanil a popular <laughs> name in Canada? No, it's not. No, no. But apparently it's popular for, you know country um you have a uh, Art's art song that's in the top 20 um she's on the new faces showcase for the Canadian or the, sorry country radio seminar next year that's an international thing in Nashville mm-hmm. um you've got tennial Towns who just continues to just blow everybody's mind you have Lindsay L who's doing things I know Megan Patrick is about to pop in the states Madeline Merlot is going to pop in the states hopefully in 2021 our female country artists are are just going to take over the U.S. and and so if you want to take some positivity out of what's going on in 2020, it's that it's the growth and development of our female artists.
0: I agree with you totally. I mean that was that was a big thing this year was 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 the female artists. Um, the other thing that you know that that impressed me too is the amount of um, young talent that just started coming out this year as well. The the up-and-comers, there was a, you know, I mean, yes, they're they're all trying, and we both know that there are so, you know, there are such limited spots for for Canadian artists on country radio, Um, but- As a music
1: director, that's your fault.
0: I know, yeah, right. But you know, there's a guy that I was talking to a couple of weeks ago, uh, Matt Teed, uh, who was on, on the podcast, and super nice young guy. And, uh, you know, he's single, is starting to do well, kind of on the charts. He's starting to pick up some speed. Um, but again, one of those guys that, you know, just just impressed me right out of the box. I think we've seen more streams this year than we have in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, the streaming platforms, I mean I know we both work for radio, but on um, you know both of our, our companies obviously stream online as well and, and you can find mm-hmm. them on apps and whatnot. Streaming has for an artist has become a whole new world where you're seeing some of the these artists that are never making it to terrestrial radio, but they're having massive success on on streams. We were talking about the um, uh, young fellow before we start Beamer Wiggly. Uh, we mm-hmm. both we both had an opportunity to, to chat with him this year uh you played his tune on on your stations uh super super nice young fellow i had never heard of this kid before and his success is huge on streams yeah you no
1: know? the his, his history numbers are very solid so yeah um what, what do you what what's your takeaway what was your I'll put you on the spot. Maybe mm. you can't answer because I don't know if I can. So I'm gonna uh what was your favorite Canadian country song of twenty twenty? Like one that you've played over and over and over and over again.
0: In my in my head, you know it's really funny that you say that is because I'm gonna go with the reclaws.
1: Stealer.
0: Yeah. Oh, did That's I steal I, I Did I steal your song? That's funny yeah. because that's the one, I mean, it just, it was there. Uh, it was a great, it was there for the summer. Uh, and it was, it was, I don't know, just a song that it stood out. Uh, and it lasted for how many umpteen, you know, week, oh, yeah. weeks, right? At the top of yeah. the charts. But I'm going to say the Recklaws put out a really good product and that. And that would be the song that I would pick.
1: Yeah. Where, where I'm from. I think we're both on the, both in yeah. the same page that way. And, and I've, you know, of course, you know, Uh, the Dallas and the Hardy, uh, collaboration is really special too. And I think that that's one of my favorites too. It's hard to, it's hard to answer that question because there's so much great Canadian country. And that's one thing that has not changed. 2020 has taken away a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. to watch our artists and a lot of their income, Mm -hmm. but the quality and the consistency of our product that we are throwing out, that we are getting thrown out to us has not changed. It's gotten better Mm -hmm. and that's good. You Mm -hmm. know, um, so,
0: well, I mean, we're step Canadians are stepping it up, right? Uh where it's always been that rule and I mean, I've had this this rule ever since I I've, I've been doing music uh for the 22 umpteen years or whatever more than I've been doing this is the fact that the Canadian artists always need to be playing at the same level or higher than the international levels. They need to be producing product that is out there uh, and, that, and this is something that I tell young talent when they come in to say hi or I talk to them on a podcast or whatever like that, is the fact that spend the extra dollars, produce your product very well because you are competing with an international <laughs> market. And to get on Canadian radio, you need to have great product. You Anybody in the uncle, you you and I could produce a record, which would suck, uh, in, our, in our basement.
1: Speak for yourself, man. Uh, <laughs> I... I... I can, I can guarantee like, it, you know, I put a song out, it's going to get spun like five or 600 times a week. Cause I, I, oh, you know, you're that I have, good, eh? Have...
0: Yeah. So anyway, spend that extra money and then you'll get okay. the thousand spins a week. Uh, instead of right. the five or 600. And that's the advice that's right. that I give, because I mean, you think about it, look at, look at the summer song, uh, that probably was this year's summer song was, was Luke Bryan, one margarita, right? That was, that yeah. was really the summer song. Yeah. uh and there's not a lot of not a lot of depth into that song but it the way it was produced it was produced really really well
1: yeah and, and again this is coming from a guy who has never spent that money and has never really had to look and see but what i've heard is you can get these nashville guys or these i'm not saying i i, I say nashville guys not more geographically but those guys who mm-hmm. are working in that scene you can get these guys to go over your song, to master it, to 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 throw some production behind it for not a ton of money, from yeah. what I understand.
0: Well, talk to a guy like so, Aaron Goodvin, who's down there, right? I mean, yeah. the guy is a writing genius. Uh, yeah. he's had he's had, you know, <laughs> success again this year as well with his tracks. Uh, but a guy like that is something that, you know, and, and that's, and that's one of the things that, that, that these young talent or independence artists, Mm -hmm. uh, that you talk to that you got to make sure that you're, you're connecting the dots to the right people so that you are getting a chance to do these things. If not, we wouldn't see, if if not, we wouldn't see the Tennille arts doing what she's doing. Right.
1: Well, yeah, and just ask TNL Arts how long it took to mm. get there. So don't don't give up. If you're an artist listening to us, I don't know why you're listening to us. But uh, if you are <laughs> – I'm kidding.
0: Because we're boring Because not...
1: we are boring. <laughs> um, but don't give up because it takes a long time. Who um who are you watching for 2021? Who do you think is going to make some big growths? Let's go more – maybe if you can, let's go more on some of the independent stuff. I mean we know that the the established are going to do what they do. Um, is there anyone that you're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be – next year when we do this –
0: year-end wrap-up. Jordan Pollard is somebody that I'm watching. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm also, because we both know this, and there is going to be some new uh, music from a Manitoba band by the name of Patrick, and Mm -hmm. and we're okay to say this because we both know that there's new music coming from these guys. Um, I'm going to be very curious to see what happens with them because I've followed their career, uh, you know, since since living in Manitoba and working in Manitoba, the guys have always just kind of been there for the cusp of that. Uh, but mm-hmm. Jordan Pollard is one that I'm I'm really curious to see because uh, we just started playing it on Cat Country, uh, and I love the song. It, it and and I haven't had a chance to chat with her yet, but I'm I'm very curious about that. Uh it, so those are those are two that I'm kind of watching nice. right now. Yourself?
1: Jo- J- Jordan was our, our first ever trending track. Uh okay. with the with with the company that I work with. So uh we're really excited about her. Um Patrick is well for me. And there's an artist who, again, I don't know if she's put anything out, and if she has, I apologize. But I've I've heard some stuff that she's working on that's not mastered yet. Her name's Tegan Gaze. Okay. And I think that if she can get her ducks in a row and sort of make an impact early twenty twenty one, I think she's someone that we're gonna be talking about sort of in the same line as maybe a Jordan Pollard as well. So okay. I, it's so hard to know, you know, uh and and that's that's no offense to all the other great talent that we talk to every day. That was just sort mm-hmm. of more of a fun question. Yeah. I think I'm... ever there's gonna be a lot of people that progress. James and Rod- is coming off uh you know number one song so i I wouldn't want to say he's he's one to watch and he's already sort of establishing himself but i think he's gonna have a good 2021 um and yeah I, i don't know i mean there's a lot of really interesting artists what i noticed about the international side of things is expect the unexpected and watch out for the new artists because if you look at jameson rogers parker mccullum um you also had Ingrid Andres uh, yeah. this year. Um, yeah. You had a lot of artists who we'd never heard of going into 2020 or maybe late 2019 that had number one songs this year. The U.S. market is very much there for those new artists to make a name. And I think that we... We're going to see some some more of that coming into 2021.
0: Shiloh, always a pleasure hanging out with you and talking to you about music. We could do this for hours, but then people would I don't get know bored. If
1: accomplished, did we accomplish anything today? I don't today? know. I, I feel
0: I think we did. I think we uh, <laughs> we accomplished. It's you know what for a weird year, it's been a good year in uh, in Canadian country music. It's been a good year in country music all around. Um, you know, yes, we've had some sad losses this year. Uh, we've also seen some positive things come out of out of this uh, COVID, you know, year of, of music. And there have been some young talent that have had some great successes. And I think that's something that we have to look forward to going into 2021 of those, those ones that started with their, with light success in, in this bizarre COVID online streaming, not being able to meet you and talk to you year. Uh, these people are going to have a success in, in the next year.
1: Uh, I always look forward to your podcast. G- good luck for another 2021. And and, uh, and
0: you too, my friend. You can, by the way, check out uh, uh, your podcast, uh, which is called Country Confidential,
1: right? Yeah. And if you uh, want to check it out, you can find it just easy. You can search for it that way or at StingrayPodcast.com.
0: I will put a link in the show notes for this. And, and therefore, you. therefore you can. That's the only reason why I did this podcast. Uh, yeah, you wanted the two seconds of fame. That's it. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Merry New, Christmas, my friend. Buddy. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a Tim Black on Air.com production.